Welcome to the Modern Woodworkers Association, a podcast about woodworking from folk who woodwork. Woodworking is what we do, who we are, and what we like to talk about. So join us as we have a drink, sit around, and talk woodworking. So for episode 145, uh, we've got Mike Powers here for the well-known, often-discussed five questions. So we'll get right into it. Mike, how did you get into woodworking? Uh, kind of by default. Uh, my dad was a cabinet maker and stair builder when I was a teenager. And uh, between that and all the other jobs I've had related to that, uh, I think David Marks and my uh, my mentor, Kirk Heisinga, you know, between those two, it was like, wow, I could actually use some of these skills and make some actual stuff. And David Marks, you know, really opened my eyes uh, to and to how simple it was, you know, to use things that I already knew how to do, uh, then that, that those things could actually be used to make uh, furniture, because I'd never even seen any fine furniture or anything before Woodworks. So between those two people, uh, uh, Kirk Izenga and David Marks, you know, that Woodworks show, I have all of it. I have it archived on a computer. I can go back and watch it anytime. Uh, but yeah, that's a great source of knowledge. And uh, uh, if you have ever seen that, uh, you're lucky. If you haven't, you should buy the DVDs because uh, it's a wealth of knowledge. Yeah, I've seen a little bit of Woodworks, but I I missed it entirely when it was on the air. I don't I know I didn't have HGTV, which I think is what it was on. Or the DIY. 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 So I didn't have that either for the longest time. Mm-hmm. I don't even think it was in our market. So I learned about him through Mark Spagnolo and then I ended up finding videos of his. So I've I've seen a couple of shows. It was all very good. Um but no, that's that's really cool that um they you kinda Ian, you know Taught you so uh, so much, or inspired you at least to to do that much. It's yeah, that's, that's well, actually. and 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 just the lessons uh, when we were going to do something at the job site. Uh, I would actually, I had a DVR, so I would actually burn a copy onto a VHS tape and say, "Hey, we're going to be doing something like this at work. Uh, go home and watch this. Oh you my know, gosh. so you know, how, so you know how to do this. Uh, you know, and I, of course, I live up at Lake Tahoe, so." You have all those guys who are like, oh, I don't watch TV. I don't have TV. You know, so yeah, that's that's why you actually had to, you know, give them a videotape so they'd actually watch it. But yeah, we used to use David Marks as a lesson plan for upcoming fancy projects that we had at the houses. So, <laughs> um, and I literally, I would pass out VHS copies and go watch this, and then give it to him, and you know, because this is how we're putting that thing together, and uh, it, it's. Uh, it, I learned very well off of video and uh, it, it was, it, I'm just amazed and so thankful that he, he did that show. Cause I learned so much and was able to put so many things together mentally, the things that I already knew how to do mm-hmm. uh, just from watching his show. It was pretty cool. That's excellent. All right. So to move on to question two, Mike, what is your favorite tool? Well, Electrically, my favorite tool is my uh, Porter 300C 16-inch joiner made in 1942. 
It came out of a foundry in Detroit and was actually purchased by the guy who used it in the foundry. And the guy that I bought it from bought it from his widow. Uh, so uh, that's that's my baby. You know, uh, a lot of guys say you can get by without it, but, uh, you know, it's I don't have time to get by without it. I, you know, when you make something, it's such a huge time saver when you're making big wide stuff. Mm. I got, I got to have it. Uh, and my other favorite tool is a Stanley, uh, bedrock 603 that I got from a garage sale in a trailer park from an old lady. And I bought about four or five other things in there. And I bought a couple other little hand tools that I can't remember. But it was her grandfather's, and she was at least, and this was no more than four or five years ago, she was in her 70s at least, and it was her grandfather's. It's a very early bedrock, uh, and I did not replace the iron. It has the original iron, and and the best part is the iron had this huge... uh, round ground into it for just uh roughing out stuff Mm -hmm. and it's Mm -hmm. it's a has a corrugated base but i i reground it smooth and and um you know took the edges away a little bit a la chris schwarz and uh took the finish off the actual rosewood handles and it's just i i love old tools and it works perfectly i used it today at the job site i just I, you know, the number three is a little small for some people. I, my hands are a little bit small and, but I, I love it. It's just, I find no need to buy a Lee Nielsen. Uh, I think this thing will be fine. That's excellent. Absolutely. So, uh, next question, who has influenced you the most? I would say touched on that a little men- bit earlier. Yeah. My mentor, Kirk Heisinga, uh, yeah, and before him and David Marks, I had no idea, you know, uh, Norm was the, was the, you know, nicest stuff that I saw. And I, I uh, you know, I loved Norm's work and watched every New Yankee workshop and this old house uh, all the time. And, uh, you know, it's funny because, uh, you know, it's we use his lines at the job site, a few brad nails and some yellow carpenters glue, you know, I mean, that's, uh, yeah, I love Norm, but, uh, you know, fine woodworking, it was definitely Kirk and, and David Marks. I, I really had never even read fine woodworking magazine before, before I moved here in, in 2000 and never even seen it or anything. So, uh, yep, definitely those two. Well, excellent. 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 Um, Question four, in your woodworking, what has been your biggest stumbling block and how could you have avoided it? The biggest stumbling block for me actually getting stuff done is earning a living. Uh, That really, I'm sure that's just like everybody else. I, I think you've been working on that entertainment center for quite a while, if I'm not mistaken. A couple, uh, couple months, <laughs> but uh, that and and my own mind, uh, I have a tendency to overanalyze things and uh, over research. Uh, 
I do that with everything. Every single thing I buy, I research every single thing. I don't know what is in my brain that makes me do that OCD wise, but I do. You can, my wife will attest to how annoying it is to uh, have me buy something. <laughs> oh, go buy this. And I, yeah, the, it just doesn't happen like that. And it's the same thing with woodworking. Uh, I've been working on my workbench for, I don't know, like five years now, uh, you know, trying to decide this and that. Uh, I actually have it all figured out now, and I'm just going to build it when I have the time. But, uh, yeah, it's just my own mind. You just have to get out of your own way and just do it. Uh, and it's just wood. Yes, it is. You know? It's just wood. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, uh, you know, you don't have uh, a piece of the David Marks wood, you know, the tree, you know, from that. A waterfall mahogany, you know, special tree that, you know, like five guys have the wood from. It's your wood is not that precious. Just make it. And if it doesn't turn out, turn it into something else. You know, it's, you know, there's more wood. Yes, there is. That, there's that is wonderful, wonderful advice. There you go. So, uh, how has the internet influenced your work? I think this. You seem to be very active on social media, so obviously you're you're tied in, right? Yeah, I am, and it's funny. It really, it really hasn't influenced my work. It's, but I like the community. I I am influenced just by the fact. I guess I am just influenced by the fact that I can, you know, have a connection with so many other woodworkers. Uh, you know, being here where I am, it's a fairly isolated area. The woodworking club here is a bunch of old guys that make, you know, wooden cars and trains and, you know, no real furniture. You know, there's Mm -hmm. no point in the woodworking club here. uh, They don't really make it. Yeah. They don't make anything Mm -hmm. real. So, you know, there was only a few guys that did nice work and, uh, I know two other guys that went to the College of the Redwoods who are just unbelievable craftsmen. Uh, but yeah, just being able to connect to other people, I think that's, you know, and just being able to ask other people, you know, being able to ask advice and, and things, I guess, has influenced my work just because, you know, obviously I have a, a lot wider pool of people to ask from than just the four guys that I know that do work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you gotta, you gotta ask the next question. <laughs> uh, well, we'll do this one for both Mike and Jeremy. Uh, Mike, when you're out working in the shop, what's your jam? Well, the two different versions of my jam are for, as for music, uh, I have an ADD brain, so I'm always listening to something. There's never a time when I'm working unless somebody's talking to me that I'm not listening to something. And if my batteries die, I literally spin out and can barely work. Uh, So that's kind of a weird, unique thing. But music-wise, I listen to crazy metal, uh, Swedish death metal, uh, guitar centric metal, uh, animals as leaders, uh, Opeth, uh, you know, all the guitar solo type of guys, uh, old hair bands. I have, I have, uh, Oh, about a terabyte of music 
I don't listen to any streaming, anything. All my stuff is super high quality flack. I oh, wow. have really nice headphones. I, my music is really important to me. I play the guitar. Uh, so my, I only listen to really high quality music. Uh, that's what I listen to. That's my jam. And my, and my jam, uh, like I said in the podcast, is as far as work, is if I get paid to make shavings with a plane or a scraper, that's my jam. You know, if I, if, if I'm getting, a, if I'm on the clock and I'm making shavings, that's, that doesn't get any better than that. No, no, that's pretty darn good. Yeah, not bad at all. All right. Well, so, but no, you go, Sean. I'll just say so, Mike. Uh, just remind everybody where can they find you on uh, the interwebs? Turning sawdust into groceries on Instagram, uh, tsig Mike on Twitter, and there's links from there to other places. Uh, I'm sure, you can find your way to my uh, extremely neglected redheaded stepchild of a blog, and uh, I have I actually have a few videos on uh, YouTube, but uh, only from uh, a couple things. But there will be more uh, sooner or later. Mostly just uh, those two things, Instagram and Twitter. <laughs> Excellent. And you, Sean? And uh, I am uh, Sean Wisniewski of The Corner Workshop. I'm at SeanW78 on most every social media where you just don't use my plain name. So go ahead. Find me there. I am Diami Plotki of The Ultimate Woodshop. I'm at Diami Plotki on the Twitter. And you can find me on uh, on Facebook and Instagram and all those fun social platforms, either as my name or as uh, Penultimate. I have one question. Sure. Yes, I just want to know if in the show notes, if there is a description on how the heck you're supposed to spell Wisniewski. Oh, um, <laughs> it's just like it sounds. No, it's not. <laughs> right. It, it's not sure that far it off. But I mean, it is. But I mean, if you if you well, that's why if my you spell new Twitter with an I, it's, that, it's like it sounds. Yeah, if, it's Wisniewski, <laughs> but it's it's W I S N I E W S K I. It really does. It, when you spell it out, it looks like Wisniewski with an extra I. But uh, but to regardless of how oddly or, or how uh, Polishly Sean spells his name, uh, to answer your question directly, Mike, the answer is yes. Uh, if yes. you go to modernwoodworkersassociation.com and look under any of the show notes, uh, you will see our contact info at the bottom of the show notes, and Sean's name will be spelled out along with direct links to his social media. Correct. Excellent. Thanks, guys. No, thank you. Thank We've you. enjoyed it. So, Sean, what should people go out and do in their shop now that the uh, podcast is over? Well, I think now you should go out and, and listen to high-quality Swedish death metal. <laughs> that, it works for Mike. I it might as well work right. for all of us. 